0: Well, just to uh, just briefly mention about that project, since she I interrupted her and she rightfully passed it on to me. <laughs> uh, like uh, that series actually comprised of more than hundred episodes, and I had been filming it for. 1995 to 2003 for eight years I have been filming, I started filming in India then America then Europe (laughs) South Africa (laughs) I went to America twice, Europe twice because you see you can't film outdoors in those countries, apart from summertime. So that's uh, Anyway, sort of, uh, you know, that was my <laughs> little contribution towards Srila Prabhupada, so to speak. And to address that point, stress, I was just thinking when she was speaking about stress, I was thinking about what is the opposite to stress. Relax, isn't it? It's like opposite to stress is just I mean relaxation. Relax. Take it easy. Because we can't take things easy because the life has become so difficult that we are feeling the stress. That is the actual reality. When people ask me about that. Now how to get rid of stress, I often ask them when you are a child did you have any stress, did you feel any stress and naturally the answer is no, when they were children, when they were young They didn't even know what stress actually meant. Why? Because the child had the parents to take care of. As long as we can depend on somebody, we don't feel the stress. Rather, we feel the stress when we have to fend for ourselves. When we have to arrange everything for ourselves. And that becomes a struggle because, and it is becoming, that struggle is becoming increasing because the world is becoming more and more difficult. Um, I notice how stressful the student community is today. I tell you, when I was a student, I didn't feel any stress at all. Like, you know, like, going to college, going to university was like fun. You have your freedom to do whatever you want to do. (laughs) And, but now, so why didn't you feel that stress? Because, you know, the consideration of getting a job, consideration of, you know, standing on your own feet was not such a, you know, such a big challenge. There was no such competition. There was some competition, but not so intense. But today, the competition is so
1: intense.
0: And it's natural. Like, so many students are getting, you know, qualified, but the number of jobs are limited. Therefore, it's becoming so much more competitive, and as a result of that, so much more stressful now if we find somebody on whom we can depend upon rely on all the time we can become so easily free from stress now is there anybody like that like when we were children our parents were there When we grew up, maybe the other senior members of the family are there helping us and uh, we are feeling more kind of sheltered. Mm -hmm. But at some point, you know, like we feel that we do not really have anyone to rely on. I have to fend for myself in all respects. and. But the reality is that there is somebody who is taking care of us all the time. There is someone who had always been there, who is always there and who will continue to be there. And that is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Now, when we speak of God, naturally we don't speak about any... In a sectarian or so called religious concept, we speak about a personality who is the supreme, who is the supreme creator, who is the supreme maintainer, and who had been uh, taking care of us. For example, like just consider. Where do we get all the food that we are eating? Who is providing us all the food? Like consider the food supply that we have. A seed of an apple falls on the ground. A tree comes out of it. In the tree there are the fruits our food. In the apple there are seeds in those seeds there are trees in those trees there are innumerable apples in those apples there are innumerable seeds now tell me is it an accidental phenomena or somebody's divine arrangement mm. naturally it's, a, it's someone's divine arrangement We need water to drink, three-fourth of this planet is actually water, but that water is not usable, potable, that's salt water, we can't drink that, and besides that it's far away, those who are living by the ocean, maybe they can have access to it, but still, that is not usable at all it cannot be used for drinking it cannot be used for cultivation but that source of water from that source of water there is a wonderful process of distillation the sun is making the water to evaporate those water forms the cloud the cloud, cloud is dispersed all over with the wind And then, those clouds condenses in the form of water and comes down and drops. Now, who made this arrangement? We are taking oxygen, giving out carbon dioxide. If the process continued, the whole atmosphere would have been filled with carbon dioxide. But, the trees and plants are taking the carbon dioxide, and giving us the oxygen back. And we are giving the carbon dioxide back for the treatment plants. So who made this arrangement? Then so this way we can we can go on and on and on, like how wonderfully uh, someone is making all these arrangements for us. Now who is that he? And even before our asking, when he is making all these arrangements, Can't we just depend upon him? And by depending upon him, we can so easily become free from our stress or distressful condition. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can go on and on and on like that, you know. Like, just consider so the food is concerned. Mm. A child is born. Mm. Just as the child is born, The mother's breasts become filled with milk, the child's food. Like who makes this, who made this arrangement? Another example, the earth is moving, earth is round. Earth is moving with a tremendous speed, about 1000 kilometers an hour. With that speed, the earth is rotating. A spherical Earth moving at a tremendous speed. We all are situated on the surface of the Earth. What would have naturally happened? We all would have been deflected into the space. Mm. Did it ever happen? Did anyone ever experience such a such an accident? No. We may say that it's a the theory the mm. gravitational pull. But the thing is, who created that gravity? So here is someone who is taking care of us in all respects. It's only a matter of relying on him, depending on him, and we can become free from our stressful condition. But the problem is, today, to, the problem in today's world is the world in general, doesn't want to accept the existence of God, existence of that supreme personality, who is taking care of everything and everyone. And because they are not depending upon Him, because they are not counting on Him, they are trying to make all the arrangements themselves. And the result is what we are facing today. One thing I can tell you, I have surrendered him. That happened in 1976. And when I did that, the first thing I experienced a kind of, you know, feeling of tranquility that you can define as peace. And for the first time in my life I heard, I realized what peace actually meant and my feeling was from now on I am surrendering myself unto him and I won't have to worry about myself and I can (laughs) assure you that that decision was not at all a wrong (laughs) he does take care He does take care of us in all respects and it's just a matter of relying on Him, believing in Him. We can't believe in Him because we depend, we rely so much on our sense perception. We don't want to believe in something that we cannot see, that we cannot experience with our senses, with our mind and with our intelligence. But yes, with your intelligence we can actually perceive. It. We may not be able to see him with our eyes, but with our intelligence we can perceive. It. Like for example, like how we can see him or how we can perceive him with our intelligence. Like, if I just ask, did somebody make this? What will it answer? Yes. yes. Did someone make this? Did someone make this? And we go on in this way and if we question Did someone make this world? Did someone, Did someone make this universe? Did someone make this planetary system that is maintaining uh, that is being maintained in such a beautiful way? Now we can't accept that this can be an accidental phenomenon. The appearance of this can be accidental. It just fell from the sky or there was some sort of you know chemical combination and this appeared. Huh? We can't accept that. But when it comes to the universal creation, oh, it was an accident. So that is the difficulty. So that's why I'm saying if we properly utilize our intelligence, yes, we can appreciate the existence of God. We may not be able to see him with our eyes, but he is there. Otherwise, how can such creation happen? How can just the example that I gave, like a seed falls on the ground, a tree comes out, and in the tree there are fruits, in the fruits there are seeds. In those seeds there are trees, in those trees there are fruits, and it goes on endlessly. Now, is it someone's creation? Is it somebody's divine arrangement? Now, it's up to us to decide whether we want to accept his existence or not. Okay, so if you have any questions, please feel free to ask. Yes, Kate?
2: Maharaj, the, the, the logic of that is is, is so plain that mm. it, 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 how do you argue with that? Mm. Yet, um, so many people, whilst being able to be taken to that point through logic, will still see themselves unable to accept that point. So it's. It, it's is, is it that it's, that we don't wish to accept something greater than ourselves? I mean, or, or, or what is the stumbling block there? That whilst logic is so um, attractive, the argument is hmm. almost irrefutable, Irreful. as you say, yeah. Yeah. yet um, the, people still won't get to that point.
0: Yeah, yeah, two considerations here, or I can say, I'll say three considerations. One is developed intelligence, like say for example, to an unintelligent person, say for somebody who is not very intelligent, no matter how much logic, logic, how much reason you give to him, you know, he won't be able to grasp it, because, you know, he doesn't have the ability. Right. The second is a spiritual consideration, and that consideration is: it is in order to ac- in order to accept the existence of God, one requires the mercy of God. Mm. Without His mercy, we cannot possibly you know, understand Him or accept Him. Mm. That's the second consideration and the third consideration is you know simplicity and simplicity i'll define as you know freedom from complexity (laughs) like uh you know like i'll just give you a simple example in that respect you know like especially in india When I speak to simple village people, they immediately accept it, you know, know, because, you know, as I said, that they are free from complexity. Mm -hmm. But the more complex people are, I notice that more difficult it becomes for Mm -hmm. them to accept, because of their complexity, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I mean, I'm saying that, you know, city people, you know, Mm -hmm. who become so complex and besides that you know they are prone to accept you know all the you know sort of industrial mechanical and scientific development mm-hmm. that you know they you know cannot possibly you know <laughs> simplify their perception mm-hmm. and accept his existence
2: yeah. <laughs> So yes, so hence the 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 entreaty not to talk to those who aren't really willing or or at least in a position to be able to hear the truth of it. You know, it's. Sort we of try,
0: but course. if somebody doesn't want to accept, oh, you know, you do, there's yeah. pointless mm-hmm. and it's pointless
2: pursuing it. And as you pointed out, Mama, I understand, it's it's not a logical process. On it's, hmm. it's not only that. Yes?
3: Um, last night on... Um, I don't know if you watch TV, and if it's bad, I'm sorry. <laughs> last, time, last night on Sunday night, uh, it's a program, like 60 Minutes or something, they had um, a, a story about somebody who thought that they'd found the blood of the Christ. Like, they literally had seen the statue bleeding and it would have been the blood of the Christ. Anyway, the very end of the program, it turned out it was the lady's DNA, on there that somehow got on there and this blood they didn't know what it was. But they were literally so excited about the fact that they could find possibly the blood of the Christ, you know. And needing that evidence to, like, you know, did Christ exist or what, you know, we're looking for constant evidence of something something we can touch and feel and, and so we can believe mm. uh, before, you know, we've got to see it to believe it. Right. You know, so I couldn't work this out. I couldn't understand. Like, why do people care so much?
0: And, you know, like, my response to that will be you see, blood of Christ is not important. What is important is Christ's teachings.
1: Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Like,
0: you know, that is what is going to enrich us. Mm. You know, like, his teachings and try to mold our lives according to those teachings. And that's why the saintly personalities are there, you know, to show us the way how to lead our lives.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. And that is the more, that is the really important consideration. Mm. Worrying about what's here
3: now, in front of us, to learn from.
0: Exactly, yeah. yeah. Or the legacy that they have left behind. So please feel free to ask. You know, like, uh, I prefer that you will ask questions and I keep on talking. (laughs) You know, the reason is, you know, if I just keep talking, you may not be able to relate to it. But when you ask questions, then it is, you know, easy to perceive or easy to comprehend. And it helps others also to see the point. So please feel free.
4: <laughs> so Guru Maharaj, you were saying we, we should depend on, on a greater, someone greater than us, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, yeah. in essence. And um, ultimately the word is surrender. So, a lot of people have a problem with surrender. They feel they cannot surrender themselves to
0: Mm.
4: someone else. Mm. That's one thing. Should I I respond to that point?
0: Yes. Yes. Yes, People are afraid to surrender because they're afraid of being exploited.
1: Mm.
0: And there's so much exploitation is going on in this world today. Mm. That's why they have this in a paranoia about this mm. you know surrender. but the thing is that if there is a genuine well wisher mm. you know I mean don't won't we benefit surrendering unto him and allowing ourselves to be to come under his his control or his care. Mm.
4: Well especially when it's our makeup.
0: Exactly, exactly yes. yeah. There's
4: no hidden agenda
0: from There's such a age. glorious father. <laughs> who is the supreme creator, who is the supreme maintainer, who possesses everything. So when we have you know, a father like him, or when we have someone who really cares for us, why shouldn't we celebrate So what is your next Well the
4: thing? next thing is is sort of more personal in the sense that to to surrender, it seems to be a process. So, personally, I wish to surrender to Lord Krishna, but I am held back by my shortcomings or my misconceptions <coughs> or whatever. So, it's it seems to be a gradual process that I'm able to notice some shortcomings, deal with them or, you know, it, it, and it's a long process. <laughs> um, it, it doesn't...
0: Well, like... so that, you know, the process is to become free from that fear of being exploited Uh, fear of being cheated Mm. Mm. like we have to overcome that fear and and that's why, you know, like yeah, it may take time to develop that confidence in that person and that confidence then develops into love isn't it easy to surrender to somebody whom we love?
1: Yeah.
0: So, it's a matter, ultimately, it's a matter of developing a love for him. Yeah. And love for him in the sense, you know, recognizing how much he loves us. Yeah. He loves us, and now it's up to us to respond to it. And that love is demonstrated in the form of surrender. But why would people be worried about being exploited? What motive could God possibly have to exploit his creation? Yeah. God is not exploiting. Men are exploiting. That's the problem. What about women? I'm <laughs> talking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Men <laughs> 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 You see, I come from the orthodox culture. <laughs> uh, you need
5: say man and not... Man. <laughs> <laughs> man, as in mankind. Yeah, man, man,
0: man. Can't. Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah, and that's, that's what I meant. <laughs> yes? No, you raised your hand, at least I noticed it first. Oh, great, Shri Prabhupada. Radhi Prabhupada gave a very nice
6: layout <laughs> of our life in what an awesome system. No brahmachari is But we find is
0: not, not working in this modern life. life is so complex. Brahmacharya not following the rules for that and that. And so people <coughs> are finding it difficult difficult to follow that because of the so-called civilization being <coughs> basically. So what what is your suggestion or what are you recommending
1: for us crash people? Uh,
0: so on you see what you're talking about most of the people here don't understand what you're talking about actually the Brahmachari. so I'll just simplify that point like what he's talking about is <coughs> that in The Vedic culture, which is, you know, you can say the, the original civilized culture of India, that the human life was divided into four stages, student life, family life, retired life, and the life of detachment, renounced. So, human life was divided into these four stages. First stage is student life. At student life, one has to control his senses, he has to
1: discipline himself
0: in order to learn. Then he gets married and enters into family life or household life, and then at some point when the children are grown up, then they retire from <coughs> that family life. And then eventually they detach themselves completely from this material. <coughs> so these were the four stages of life which are known as Brahmachari, grihastha, vanaprastha, and sannyasa. Or as I mentioned, in, in a simple English expression would be student life, Family life, retired life, and renounced life. And the human society was divided into four classes according to the natural propensities of the individuals. Some were intellectually inclined, some are uh, administrators and warriors, some are traders who are catering to the needs of the society, and then workers, these were the four classes Intellectuals, Administrators, Traders and Workers Now his question is like uh, how to get back to that system or what is, uh, what is causing us not to follow that system that is because the human society has created an artificial atmosphere. Like you know, student life is meant to be disciplined, but we find today students are becoming extremely, most of them. Householders are supposed to be responsible and not only maintain their household. But maintain the entire human society. That is the responsibility they had. But, you know, in today's society, the householders are not being, this, most of them, you know, the way the trend is, they are not being responsible. What to speak of maintaining the society, they are not even trying, not even properly maintaining their own household. So, in this way, you know, like, and nobody wants to retire because everybody wants to enjoy to the end of his life. So, you know, and what to speak of renouncing? You know, so that is why Prabhupada, our spiritual master, actually coined an expression for this system or culture: a misdirected civilization. Today's society is being misdirected, and that is the reason. And anyway, so the ultimate natural system will happen only when we accept the authority of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And along with that comes other factors. The other factors are like our identity. Our identity as opposed to this body, the spirit soul, this body is not our actual identity. The body is an external covering and the real identity is the soul. And the soul is eternal, soul is immortal, soul never dies, soul continues even after death. And the way one acts, that will create his next destination. If one acts in in an appropriate way, he will have a favorable destination. And if one acts in an inappropriate way, he will have an unfavorable one. So then, when you you know, like these factors, you know, sort of naturally create an ethical uh, atmosphere that people will hesitate to act in a wrong way because they know that you know they'll have to suffer the consequences. If I know that by uh, by <laughs> uh, in an Im- illegal way, if I get ten dollars then I'll have to pay the fine of hundred dollars. Will I try to get that ten dollars? No. But people are not aware of that, that they, for their their actions, they will be responsible for the resultant reaction. Because they are not aware of it, that's why they are acting in such a reckless way. And as I was saying, like if I know that if I steal ten dollars, I have to pay hundred dollars. If I can't pay in cash, I have to pay in some other way, through in the form of punishment kind <coughs> thing. Will I venture to steal that ten dollars now? So that's why these knowledge, these information are so important. And not that, you know, no one is watching me. I can. But no, if I know that somebody is watching every single action of mine, can I act in any responsible way? No. Yes, Bharat Right, thinking about the exploitation
6: that people are afraid of, exploitation. Sometimes, probably most of the time, I think. I can talk about myself. Probably I'm, I, you know, I cheat myself basically, rather than someone else is actually exploiting. You know, I know something is good, but I might not do it because you know, I might not find so you know, more entertaining, or it might, it might not be, you know, in some some way it's not working, or you know, I might find reasons for for my own you know, wishes to come true, which I know that it's not right, but then I want it that way, so I, I devise a, you know, theory or, a, you know, a way to actually justify that, ah, oh, no, this is the right thing, so how do I actually, how do we actually uh, foresee that and control that?
0: I mean, the tendency to exploit?
6: Yeah, your own self, basically. like. Uh, you know, you want to, you know that there is something which is not supposed to happen or not supposed to be done or something, but because of the senses or something, you know, it's
0: pulling. That's why, as I was saying, like it's important that we become aware of the consequences of our act. Mm. Like I may justify, I may think that it's all right, it's all right. No one is seeing me. Let me just take that, right? But, you know, like, if I know that I may think that no one is seeing me, no one around me is seeing me, but somewhere up there, someone is watching me, right? (laughs) Then what will be my tendency? So that's why it's very important that, you know, to become aware of there is another system that is in place, which is beyond our sight.
6: Sometimes what happens is like in the mind things work in a very subtle way. You you find justification for doing things and you think that it is right?
0: Same thing, that's exactly what I'm saying. You may think it's justified, Mm. but in the actual reality, what if it is not justified? If some higher authorities are thinking. That is not justified. And you become aware of it by getting proper information, and that's why it's important to read or hear about that reality.
5: How does one get somebody that you know is obviously doing something wrong, spiritually wrong? How can you get it across to them that what they're doing is actually sinful? And not be
0: punished. Yeah, they have to be told. <laughs> <laughs> like if they do not know, and if somebody is acting in a certain way, and if I if I am aware, then and if I'm if I am confi- confident that that person is going to listen to me, then yes, it's I have the responsibility to go and tell him. But, of course, if the person is not willing to listen to me, then it's another story. Well,
5: how do you get them to listen to you if they are stubborn?
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's the challenge we have, like, as I was answering to question. If somebody doesn't want to listen, then what can be done? At least we can try. We can try.
3: Isn't
0: that yeah. the whole problem we have in the universe and no one wants to listen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. true. Yes, Nick? Oh,
7: um, given the four stages of life and the four classes, and to help people understand, would it be useful or does it exist that people who retire, say from being the merchant class or the warrior class, if they retire from their life, and then they get to the renounced or retired stage, wouldn't it be useful for that class, for that person, to start teaching in context to their kind of people? So it's not just intellectuals that teach everybody, because that would be, yes, the better one, but a lower grade but more accessible teaching would be a retired general to go teach soldiers about generaling, but also in a bigger context, ethics, spirituality.
0: Hmm. well um uh, yeah it's a good good consideration, like you know I mean, should we try to apply it to the extent where it's possible to be applied hmm. like uh, because you know in the ultimate context to say for example, divide the human society or. To, Classify the human society in these four different classes, you know, it's a massive task. Like, for example, you know, when you speak of the warrior class or administrative class, then we actually talk about monarchies. You know, it's the king who actually rules. But in today's world, what actually happened, or in the recent past, the kings had been so irresponsible and tyrannical and inconsiderate that people lost faith in them. And as a result of that, you know, they have been, you know, this, you know like they got rid of that system through revolution. And as a result of that, democracy came. And, but the thing is, you know, like, it's something like, you know, uh, because things have gone wrong, people do not have any confidence in that structure. People don't want to have a king, because they think that a king means a dictator, king means a tyrant, king means an exploiter, Uh, and, but the thing is, you know, an ideal king you know, if we consider an ideal king, an ideal king considers every single subject in his kingdom in his kingdom to be his own child. And that is the responsibility that the kings had. The kings didn't rule the kingdom thinking that it's his property. But the ideal kings ruled the kingdom recognizing that this is Lord's property. And he is only a caretaker. He is just a custodian. He is acting on his behalf. And he used to treat his citizens as the children of God, and he is their servant. like just as the servant of a master would tra- take care of the master's children, <laughs> you know king would used to take care of the citizens you know. So that was the ideal situation. That's the appropriate situation, but you know, due to you know, lack of you know, understanding, due to lack of proper training, and due to degradation of human mentality, you know, things have deteriorated so bad that they just got rid of. Like otherwise the intellectuals can function, Mm. Mm. the intellectuals or spiritual teachers, spiritual guides, they are there, traders are there, you know, those who are supplying to the needs of the society and in the process they are making their profit, that's fine. Mm. But the trading, because there is no proper guidance, what's happening with the traders or business community, like originally. Their business was to cater to the needs of the society and make their profit. But what is going on now, they're creating an artificial demand to, cater, to provide their you know, supply. Like things that they don't really need. Uh, the people are taught to or made to believe that without those commodities their life is useless. And as a result of that, you know, everyone is trying to collect those or come But
7: then wouldn't it be useful to have, um, I suppose, these intellectuals who could train um, capitalist leaders or or, money makers, when they retire, to have a hybrid of commerce, or ethical commerce, um, so they can then, because of their track record, Richard Branson, retires and then he becomes spiritual and then
0: goes, this is how you do the two. he will be listened to. That's all. That's yeah. Point. Again, the question is, provided they're willing to listen to the intellectuals. Oh, okay. You know, like, I mean, I tell you, so few people, especially in position and power, are willing to listen to anybody.
7: Mm-hmm. Is that the loss of control?
0: Mm, yes, yes. They because they because they have certain power. They have certain position. You know, they look down upon everybody else. They think, you know, what are you going to teach me? I know everything. Look what I am. You know, first you become like me, and then come and talk to me. <laughs> so you know, when that is the attitude. You know, what can you tell them? Do you think Donald Trump is going to listen to you? No No matter how much wisdom it, want to give. Not unless something drastic
7: happens.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. That's the thing. Unless something drastic happens, but still they wouldn't listen. Do you think, you know, the situation in Syria and Iraq, do you think they're going to the people, those who are going through this incredible suffering, are they going to listen? No. So, anyway, I think the Lord will make some arrangements someday, mm. that they'll come to their senses and listen. Mm. But at least, you know, I would say, people are listening, people are listening. I mean, that's why you all are here. At least you all listen, and that is some achievement.
2: Uh, the, the, it seems that historically, though, the though the, um, what happens when you got rid of kings was that you got a worse situation immediately. I mean, the you know you got Stalin after you had uh, the revolution there, and he would have had to have been way worse than any um, criticism you could have made of the of the czars, I think. Yeah. Um, French Revolution similarly, you know, yeah. throws after Napoleon and then, you
0: know, what happens through there. So. No, it was not actually actually after Napoleon. Like, you know, what you know, the what happened after that was much better. The situation was much better. Say for example, mm. the Louise
2: mm-hmm.
0: of France. Mm. You know that uh, anecdote with Marie Antoinette
2: right yeah ah. about the cow. No. the no why don't they eat cake, oh, eat cake. Mm. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> like she asked uh, why they're shouting why what's wrong with them mm. because they they don't have bread oh they don't have bread then why don't they eat cake <laughs> 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 so so when the situation is like that you know you can see you know how desperate the condition must have been and that is why, you know, like they revolted, they got rid of them, and, you know, like, and then they.
2: So that was a degrading of the, of the responsibility of the king, though. Right? Yes. Um, yeah. so
0: but, you know, through democracy, some good came into the society. Uh, like, uh, but the point, an un- unfortunate thing is, you know, in a de- the democratic system, with time, deteriorates. Mm. Like, just consider the leaders that came, you know, say, at least, you know, get considered in America when democracy first came, you know, the, those leaders were, you know, had high ideals mm. and, you know, they were extremely, you know, noble. But you can see how things are deteriorating, um, and I mean, in India, I have seen that after the India's independence, the freedom when they came, like you know, those leaders were, you know, extremely noble individuals. Or also South Africa. Look at them. There's three three, you know, uh, terms of you know, Mm. leadership. Look at Nelson Mandela and then the next one and now the third one. I mean, you know, I I don't know whether you know about that situation. Extremely, extremely unpleasant, you know, the Mm.
1: situation.
0: He's, anyway, see, this is what happened with Democracy, mm. and the problem with democracy is that how can you expect the ignorant mass to elect a wise leader? When
7: mm. mm. you say Brexit, is what
0: happened. Huh?
7: Brexit, England. Yeah, right. Brexit. Yeah, exactly. Decision to unqualified yeah, people. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because how can you know the mass understand? Mm the the real prosperity how the real prosperity will dawn. It
2: just appears so complex that there doesn't seem to be a clear way out of it, though. You know, in that in that realm of thinking, you can't really find a solution in that realm of thinking because that realm of thinking by itself creates these issues. Yeah, you know, so. Sort of. It's like you can't really solve a problem if you're using the same thing and got yourself
0: into that problem, it just doesn't work. Yeah, first get the knowledge yeah. and then distribute it. <laughs> like, you know, it may not happen overnight, but sincere endeavour will make it happen. Like when many try to achieve the right thing, and work sincerely towards achieving that. Then yes, it will happen.
1: Yes.
0: Well, yeah, it's a mm, it's a tangible optimism. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes.
7: I just asking myself, you spoke about yourself when you surrendered. In the... Yeah. And I was wondering how it internally happened so fast. You can look back and you can say the year when you surrendered. And when I look to myself it's like I have many things which are holding me back constantly.
0: Yeah, but if, if I ask you, I mean, now that you have surrendered, at least you have done that, right? What made you surrender? Like, you have surrendered to Krishna, didn't you? What made you do that? I don't know, it just makes sense. Okay. Mm. Okay, so when it made sense, when you did surrender, how did you feel? Good. Good. So <laughs> So remain in that state. <coughs> <laughs> like don't let anything else, you know, deter you or divert you from that. Mm.
5: But sometimes there are two sides to a story. Big your pardon? Sometimes there are two sides to a story, and what seems to be right for 50% of the population, the other 50% don't find it right. They've got another right that they find acceptable. So they've got a clash of ideas, and that is what causes a lot of friction.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But that won't happen if you find somebody. Who has the who has the right understanding and who is directing you? Then you won't find the situation like that. Like, you see, when it comes to this, you know decide for ourselves, then the decision may become difficult. But if we find somebody, you know, whom we can trust that he has the right understanding, and if we make him make the decision, then it becomes easier. Like for a child. for If the child has to decide to which school he would go to, you know, it will be very difficult for him to decide. But the child depends upon the father, unless the father decides, you know, like which school he would go to and so forth, then, you know, it becomes simple for him.
5: But the father might be influenced by other factors.
0: I am talking about an ideal father. <laughs>
5: These no such places an ideal place. <laughs> yes. I think that uh, people are too fixed in their own ideas, and they're not really prepared to listen. Yeah, to that's
0: the argument. that's the problem of today's world. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, I mean. At least you know I can say from the Indian context you know even some you know when I was young I saw the respect that people had for the superiors for the elders you know is you know is deteriorating and diminishing with time like today's generation don't have the respect for their superiors and teachers the way we used to have during our time
5: you hear one of God's doctrines says you have to honour your mother and father.
0: Right. Yeah.
5: But a lot of children don't honour their mother and father.
0: She does. Well, I That's a good point.
5: We're not so sure on that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's hear her. Let's hear from her. Why don't you respond? <laughs> I know she has a lot of respect for
1: you
0: (laughs) (laughs) for both of you (laughs) 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 I am sorry I took it too personally (laughs) and that's why again you know I'll go back to that point you know misdirected civilization it is you know Today's world is heading for an inevitable disaster.
5: My well, son seems to think that we're headed for another world war.
0: And this world war probably will be much worse than before. Mm-hmm. And Like for example, <coughs> you see when 9-11 happened in America, I got stranded in Chicago, and so you know, like to find out what the situation, how things are going, and what's happening. I used to watch the TV you know, programs, and lots of opinions were coming from different experts, you know. And one person actually made that point that the third world war is not going to be fought the same way the previous wars were fought like in the other say in second world war the war was fought between nations there was a geographical bound geographical line their soldiers wore uniforms and you could identify you know who is in which side but this third world war is going to be the war of terror. Mm-hmm. And in that war, it won't be fought between nations. you know, like, your enemy may be your next door neighbor. They won't wear any uniform. you know, And he just kept on describing. And then eventually he said, the what communism was in the second half of the 20th century. Islam is going to be that of the first half of the 21st century.
5: Can you repeat that please?
0: What communism was to the second half of the 20th century, Islam is going to be that of the first half of the 21st century. Because, you know, that is where all the attacks are going to I mean, I don't want to kind of, you know, make any, <laughs> I'm just quoting. Well yes, this. it's
5: very difficult to understand the Islamic religion because they believe in the some God that everybody else believes, because there's only one God, whatever you want to call this particular God. Mm. But the way they go about it seems so unspiritual, so evil in some, yeah. some of that, you like, can't generalize either. It's uh,
0: a very difficult concept to get to grips with. Yeah, what to say, you know? Like, uh, maybe, well, anyway, the wo- religion in that way degenerates. You know, first it remains a philosoph- religion for the first few years, then it becomes a philosophy, then it becomes a political convenience, and then it becomes a mere ritual, mm. and that ritual comes to, an, to a point when, see, the Islams are fighting with the Islams, because they belong to two different clans, Shias and Sunnis are fighting, and you know, deadly fight, you know, like, I mean, yeah. and their thing is that they are not, they are not Islamic, you know one group is thinking that the other group is not right. And and that the trouble actually is that religion says that whoever does not believe in that doctrine, he doesn't have any right to live. He doesn't have any right to survive. So kill them. Another thing, you know like I mean it's so unfortunate, you know, like if such they, they, you know, they can convert anybody into Islam, but if anyone converts from Islam into something else, he should be killed. I mean, when these are the doctrines, almost you know, like, you know, like it becomes very, very dangerous, and unscrupulous people will take advantage of all this.
4: Thank you, Guru Maharaj. It's time, Guru Maharaj has got a a conference call shortly. Oh, yeah, right. So we're going to have to wind up. um, Thank you so much.
1: (laughs) Thank you. That was very nice.